Welcome to the Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Winkle, and I'm here today with Will Swetnam. He's an account manager at our Kim Ray Oklahoma City sales and service story. How are you today, Will? I'm good, Curtis. Awesome. Good. Uh, if you found this podcast helpful, will you please help us out by subscribing on your favorite podcast player and rating and reviewing? That'll help others find it as well. Um, so, Will, your first time on the podcast. I'm, I'm glad you, you agreed to join us here today, man, and yeah. lighten us on some, some liquid level control action. Yeah, I appreciate um, you having me. So, first, let's just uh, talk about you a little bit, though. What's, what's your background? Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Man, I grew up in a small town called Graham, okay. uh, north central Texas. After that, I went to Texas A&M, and after that, I moved up here. Validated Aggie, you got the ring and all that stuff That's right. going on. You I haven't do. whooped yet. Uh, that'll come later. Probably. Um, and before you started at Kimray, you were on the drilling side of oil and gas. Tell us a little bit I about was. that. So I worked for a directional drilling company as an MWD, which stands for measurement while drilling. That's basically the tool that the directional driller will use to steer the well. Okay. So navigationally. Yeah. And did you get to do some of that at the joystick? I did not. Okay. Um, I was starting to learn it. I was bugging the directional drillers as much as I could to try to learn it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, never never yeah. got a chance to. All right. Maybe down the road. Yeah. You have to stick to video games for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. Well, today, Will, we wanted to talk about liquid level controllers. So, um, specifically pneumatic uh, actuated liquid level controllers. So we'll start uh, just with defining our terms. So what what is a liquid level controller? What does it do? So it basically does exactly what it says. It just controls the liquid level in a vessel by telling a valve to open or close. Okay. All right. So so primarily separators here. Um, so specifically on the on the pneumatic liquid level controller, how does that how does that work? What's going on inside there? Depending on which one we're talking about, it, it's either going to use a float or a displacer. And the difference between the float and the displacer is the float is hollow, and the displacer is either a solid piece of PVC or it's a hollow stainless steel displacer. And so the displacer or the float just senses the water level inside the vessel. That senses it inside the controller. That'll send a pneumatic signal to the valve. Yeah. Tell it to either open or close. All right, good. So let's talk about just kind of the components within this systems. You know, there's a liquid level controller, but you talked about already the there's the displacer or float inside the vessel. And then outside the tank, we're going to have that box, which is the liquid level controller itself. Correct. Um, and then we've got lines going to a dump valve. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. Okay. So inside that case, you'll have uh, you'll have a pilot assembly that has the pilot plug that's in all of our regulators, and you'll have two pressure gauges, one telling you what your supply pressure is, and the other one telling you what your output pressure going to your valve is. So you can tell if your output, that's another little tip right there for, for guys that are new, if they're watching the controller, they can tell by looking at that output gauge whether it's sending a signal to that valve or not. All right. So then it's, does it have supply gas coming to it as well? It does. Okay. So it'll have supply gas coming to it at all times, and then you'll have a pilot. That little uh, square yep, it's a little, metal piece inside yep, there. A little silver-looking square. Right. There's a tab on the bottom. just looks like a push button. And the displacer has an arm that attaches, and then as it actuates, when that float comes up, it's going to manipulate that, basically the push button on the pilot. All right, which um, will... Kind of a non-technical way of 
Yeah, it. that's perfect. That's but, how I like it. And that'll manip- that will manipulate the pilot plug inside the pilot, and that's what will send, go ahead and allow a signal out of the pilot. To the dump valve. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right, so let's talk about pneumatic for a second. Um, okay. Can you just define what does that mean? That means... So pneumatic, that just refers to what is actually actuating the valve. And in this case, pneumatic just refers to pressured air. Okay. So you can either use, on location, you're either going to have natural gas that's coming from the well right there, and they'll tie into it, clean it, dry it, uh, put a regulator on it, or uh, what's becoming common now is having air compressors on site. I was curious, yeah, do you have any feel for, is that a growing trend? It is a growing trend, um, mainly because of emissions and uh, either emissions or if a location has super wet supply gas, it just causes lots of issues and it's a lot more convenient just to use a compressor. Yeah, okay, so you talked about, um, we talked about earlier mechanical, so that'd be another option. We got mechanical, uh, liquid level controllers, uh, we've got pneumatic, and then, of course, uh, the Gen 2 itself, there's an electric version of that Correct. as well. If you're looking for uh, lower emissions, you could either do the compressed air with the pneumatic, or you could do mechanical, or you could do uh, at lower pressures, right, or you could do the electric Gen 2. Would that need to talk to a an electric actuator on the dump valve? Yes, okay. it would. All right. All right, so whatever type of, of power actuation you're using, these, these are really important for oil and gas operators, uh, liquid level controllers. So why are they so important? Man, it's extremely important. Um, being able to control your liquid level allows you to process the emulsion that's coming out of the ground through retention time within the separators. And so being able to control that liquid level, you're keeping it where you want it. You're keeping your fluids in in the vessel that you want when you want it and so that it can separate out into oil and water and gas and and also that that ties into um, safety factors and environmental and so if your level controllers aren't working you can overflow a vessel and have have a spill that's either that can either be dangerous to to people that hazardous to people or it's also hazardous for the environment so it's extremely important. Okay, so zooming out again, just big picture, we've got this vessel and it's separating the resources that have come out of the ground. So people, when they talk about liquid level controllers, uh, talk about this concept of interface that's really important. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so interface is just where your oil and water are meeting. You've got oil sitting on top of water and that surface where they're touching and meeting, that's your interface. Okay, and is that, so. is that hard to find or hold with this controller? It's a little bit tricky. Um, it can be, uh, just kind of depends on the, your luck that day and the way you hold your <laughs> mouth right. Um, but there's some things that you can do to help with that. Um, a, lot of thing, a lot of times we'll see guys will have the displacers mounted horizontally instead of vertically. And so horizontally works just fine on the oil side, but when you go, when you try to sense interface and sense your, on your water side, the cut in, cut through the oil into the water, it doesn't, has a difficult time doing it because of the surface area. So if guys are having an issue with that, <clears throat> they can check their, the orientation of their displacers, and if they're horizontal, they can just change those to vertical. Okay. And sometimes that'll 
that'll help. That extends out horizontally and then goes down. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. Yeah. What else are there some other like tips or things that you've seen that, that people have trouble with with these things? So sometimes we'll see issues where the specific gravities of the water and oil are really close together. I believe it's within 0.15 of each other. Huh. The standard displacer has a really difficult time sensing between the two. And so one thing that we can try is, is trying the larger displacer, and that'll give you some more surface area to cut through and to sense. And that, that's, that's been pretty successful. You might need a heavier spring or an extension arm to get it farther in the vessel. It just depends on, on what, what you've got, what setup you have. But a larger displacer can help if your specific gravities are, are pretty close. Any other troubleshooting tips you think that's come to mind? So one thing that I learned with the Gen 2 specifically is if you're having a hard time finding your liquid level, I'll see a lot of guys, they'll just take that, that control knob and they'll just start turning it. And they'll turn it two or three times and then they'll sit there and wait. And one tip that, that I learned is if you'll take a pin or a Sharpie on that control knob and just do just a tick mark at the top or, or wherever. And when you make your adjustments, do an eight, just an eighth of a turn or a quarter of a turn and then wait. So you don't overcorrect. On that adjustment knob, correct. I mean, then you're just going back and forth, back and forth, trying to find it. Mm -hmm. But if you just do small increments, yeah. it, it'll save you some time. Yeah. How long does that take after they make that adjustment to know? I've seen it take 30 minutes. I've seen it take four hours. Okay. So just right. really depends on flow. Uh, how much flow you're getting yeah. in, how long it takes for that vessel to fill back up to get to that point. Um, and then if you're having, having trouble finding it because of your specific gravities, that can also be a factor too. Yeah. So. All right, can you talk about uh, just our standard configuration, maybe some options that we have for folks looking for a liquid level controller for their setup? The standard setup is gonna come with a two by 12 PVC displacer without an extension arm. It's just gonna have the, the standard length. Um, and then we have different options for extension arms to get farther in the vessel if you need to. And we also have a couple of more, a few more sizes of displacers. We have a two by 12, a two by 20 and a three by 12. The larger displacers help with specific gravities that are really close. Okay. And you can use the extension arms to get to, to dial in and adjust where you need to be in the vessel. And you mentioned uh, if they do that displacer change out, they'll need to adjust for that torque and get a new spring. Is that Correct. right? Correct. And we do have a chart on in our technical documents on the Gen 2 side to where it tells you you can see what combination you have, whether you have the standard displacer with an extension arm, you can follow the chart over and that'll tell you if you can use the standard spring or the, or the heavy spring. And then if you change out to a larger displacer, you'll probably need to change that, but you can check that on the chart too, so. Great, we'll drop that link and links to the other resources and products we mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production Podcast.